Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Where can we come from? Today with a new guest we for are you, back today, and uh, and it is it is very exciting because it's Will Hull Brown from the Cat Empire. The Cat Empire. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Cat Empire live? I've seen the Cat Empire live. Have yeah. you? At yeah, a festival, good. or did you go nah, see him personally? I saw it with Mum. Um, I would have seen him 2006, 2005. Do Where at? I can't even remember. I know I've seen him live though. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen him live. Seen him live at least five times, I reckon. Well, plus that other time. Uh, yeah, so six. Yeah, six. No, no, I reckon I've seen them live five or six times. <laughs> at, uh, always at Falls Festival. I don't think mm. I've ever seen them live at one of their own shows. On Pink's. But they are one of the, uh, one of the funnest, <coughs> excuse me, one of the funnest gigs you'll ever see. And, um, Favorite and song? What's that? Favorite, Favorite. song? Um, probably Hello, Hello. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, what, 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 uh, what I we'll like do, shoes. What we'll do is we'll, we'll do uh, in, in the intro, in this that the, oh, yeah, that the guys yeah, listen yeah. to right now, is we'll do our Adventure Radio jingle. Yeah. We'll do the intro, which we're talking about right now, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll play Hello, Hello, and then yeah, we'll play the, we'll play the show. Sounds, yeah, that sounds yeah, good. So the guys, if you guys don't know... Um, you guys don't know Cat Empire, then we'll actually, uh, if you mm. listen another 30 seconds before the show starts, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll get you in and you can, uh, you can listen to Hello, Hello. We won't Sounds- ask them for rights. We'll nah. be fine. We'll just chuck it in there. Yeah, chuck it yeah, in for sure. Yeah, that'll be stoked. Yep. So, um, just a little bit of backstory about We're how Cat Empire sued. got a... What's that? <laughs> We're going to get sued. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for all we've got, negative 14 grand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, it's, a great, it's a great interview with, uh, with a rock star that didn't really live the life of a rock star, it seems. Yeah. Straighty 180 rock star, isn't he? Yeah, it's funny. Well, he, bloke, he actually though. turned out, I didn't know this, but he was actually a, uh, a Mormon. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not a Mormon. But uh, no, he's, um, he, was, he was only young when, the, when they started. He was like 20. Mm. That's what he said. And um, yeah, they just, but like you can sort of tell. Not like, one trash hotel room. No, nah, not one trash hotel room. Not one uh, knocked up chick. Mm. Not one knocked up dude. Oh, we didn't ask him about the knocked up dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm. he's probably knocked up a couple of dudes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, well, best of luck to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So this show, guys, is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the world's leading audiobook resource. So uh, do you know, it's do you know Audible is different in French. What is it? It's Audible. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. Audible. Audible. So just for our French listeners, <laughs> yeah. um, head to Audible. So, <laughs> so um, audible.com forward slash advf guys will get you a free thirty day trial. You also get a free audiobook in that trial, and uh, you'll love the service. Anytime you're driving in your car, anytime you're cleaning the house, cooking dinner, going for a walk, having a sesh, it's amazing. <laughs> having a sesh, um, it's amazing. It's an amazing resource. Probably both mine and Tommy's favorite app on our phone. Yep. So head to www.audible.com forward slash advf, and you'll get one free audiobook. Check out the service. It's good. We're also brought to you by Carve. www.carve.ph forward slash advf will get you ten free hours with the VA service of Carve. So you can get. A full-time assistant from Carve, 40 hours a week. You can get 
Uh, actually, it's 30 hours a week. You can get a, a part-time assistant from Carve, 15 hours a week. You can get pay-by-the-hour uh, packages from Carve where you can outsource the stuff that you don't want to do and uh, or upscale your business. So head to www.carve.ph forward slash ADVF. Check that out. Mm. And we are also brought to you by AdventureVit Travel. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up in the new year, guys, but we are really uh, excited about our rewards program that we've just launched. Uh, it goes for anyone, but it's really good for affiliate owners. So the way that it works is if you're an affiliate owner, you get a code for your gym. Your gym get uh, get an awesome discount if they book through the code. Every person that you refer, you can take a cash rebate or you can get a massive, uh, a bigger chunk of, of a credit to get, uh, towards getting yourself a trip. We also have a couple of gyms that have signed up to custom trips with us. So what that means is they pick their destination. Um, say, for example, they might want to go to Mexico. They pick their coach. They might want to have Carl Paoli. They pick their activities, their timeline, so on and so forth, their dates. We make it happen and the affiliate owner will come for free and uh, it's a great kind of uh, community building exercise. Mm. You can put up posters. Where do we want to go, guys? Let's plan our plan our yearly holiday. So if you're interested in something like that, uh, email me directly, doc at adventuretravel.com. Otherwise, head to our site, www.adventuretravel.com for anything else adventure fit. And, uh, Here. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, that is what we were supposed to do, just, but I I'll forgot to say... Say it and I'll just keep going with it. I forgot to say... Uh, Use the code RADIO for, uh, for 10% off any and all trips. Yes. The show. In my head that were making me feel high On my head was a hoodie In my ears was some bass I was walking by my dog When I saw that sexy face Come towards me With a little cheeky smile If she was a foe I'd pick her up and dial The fire brigade On zero, zero, zero She stole me my tracks And I said I'm oh, hello, hello guys here we are back uh venture radio we're with will hull brown from the cat empire we have uh tommy with me sitting Maybe. across from me as usual mm-hmm. before we introduce will and uh let him introduce himself i probably should say we're gonna as usual you're not using your guitar no nah, do, do you need me pure yeah. beatbox we're gonna we're gonna go oh. to tommy for uh, yeah, no, I don't need you, actually. little little tommy's tribute <laughs> all righty uh, when you're ready, Will, just like a just a four four beat, possibly a seventeen over three um, G, G, G major. Just watch me for the for the key changes. All right. Oh, that's good. Okay, everybody in the house, come on. Uh, yeah. Well, I was just walking down the street with some evil in my mind. Had some thoughts in my head that were making me feel high. On my head was a hoodie in my ears with some bass. Now, I can't believe I'm singing this song to Will's face. He's the drummer from the band they call the Cat Empire. Get ready for the ending. It's going down to the wire. This is my favorite song apart from a two shoes. Thanks for letting me sing this song. Now I've got nothing left to lose. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. Oh, wow. What an intro. What a classic. I've always wanted to sing that song to someone. And uh, that's awesome. I'm up and about now. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, nice work. Good yeah. stuff, Tommy. Well done to, to you too, Will. Though. Yeah. I didn't know, you had, um, didn't know you had it in you, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank you, drummer and all. Yeah, I know. I know. Jeez. I'm a bit sore now. I need a rest, guys. Yeah, that's right. Um, Will, thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure. It's good to be here. Um, 
Yeah, back in the country after mm. being away a lot this year. So, mm. yeah, happy to sit down and have a chat. It's cool. Nice. So, um, what's that like? What's it? Um, what's it like? Um, you know, being on the road so much and touring and being away. You told me before the show you have a small family. Young family? Yeah, um, big family, actually. Big now. family, yeah. <laughs> small. Big, they're small, small but it's, it's big because there's lots of them. Yeah, yeah. We've got four boys. All right. Um, four boys. Yeah. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> My poor wife. How with, old are uh, they? Um, seven, five, and three-year-old twins. All right, Ooh, so you've got, good, about, yeah. you got about six years left till you're uh, <laughs> getting into the interesting stage. Uh, it's interesting already. Yeah. No, but I know what you meant. I'm bracing myself for the teenage years. My God. They're good years. Oh. I'm still in them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, gee, the food bills. I mean, they're starting already. It's nuts. Mm. I think oh, we're yeah. going to have to move out to a farm. <laughs> Just have a whole lot of cattle and yeah. crops and that'll be that'll be our kitchen. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, it looks really nice to be back. It is hard traveling a lot um, when you have a family. Um, mm. But, you know, it's we've had... We've been lucky enough to be able to have the time between touring where we can have quality time at home in Melbourne, mm. um, which is good. Um, but yeah, this year has been really busy. Four tours. We did a tour around Oz, um, tour around the UK, North America, which was mainly Canada, and um, just got back from Europe. Far out. Jeez. So, yeah. And do you get to see much of the, the country and the place you're in, or is it just pretty much business, business, business? Yeah, here and there. I mean, most of the time, it's tour bus drive overnight, arrive at the place sometime in the morning, get out of the bus and, I don't know, most of the time you're probably in the city or mm. something where the venue is, but occasionally there's a venue that's probably, how could I equate it here? It'd be like being on the side of the ring road in Broadmeadows or something. Oh, okay. like, yeah. <laughs> we're just yeah. in Spain yeah. and, and you wake up and you're like, where are we? <laughs> yeah. You go out and it's an industrial estate with a highway, you're like, what is this? Yeah. But there's a venue there and then everyone comes to the gig and it's like this big thing, so... Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of travel, get out, do a sound check, um, you know, go for a walk, have some dinner, do the show, back on the bus. Mm. But um, there is a day or two a week where we might get to a place the night before the show. Okay. And then we get to go out and check it out. Mm, beautiful. Cool. So how long yeah. does a, a typical tour last, like in each of these? Four or five weeks. Really? Yeah. Shit. So, you, so this year you've been... Four or five months away, basically, on tour. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot this year. And because mm-hmm. we had an album come out, um, Rising With The Sun was the last one. So, it was kind of, get the album out, let's tour that album around the world. So Sick. That's kind of, it was nearly 90 shows this year around the world. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> Where's your biggest fan base outside of Australia? Or is Australia even your biggest fan base? Well, it sort of is, but I don't think Australians are excited as, as excited to see us as... Um, some places over the world. Really? I think there's some kind of allure to an international band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. For you sure. Know, um, even an interstate band is more alluring than, you know, a local band in your own town. But probably Germany. Okay. Really? Yeah, Germany. Far out. Party, then, party, yeah. Oh, they love to party. Oh, they and drink beer and... I saw you pause yeah. for a sec to remember how a German accent goes. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hang on, I've got this. Party, yeah. <laughs> das ist a good band. We come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Um... Germans love it. Uh, the Dutch love it. So Netherlands is great for mm. us, and Canada. Really, Canada feels like a second home for us. Wow, that's cool. Really relate to the people over there, and it's funny. Like you cross the border into the USA, it's a different kettle of fish. Oh yeah, <laughs> so completely. Mm. You know, it's like it's like another world. Yeah, US right. culture is just so different. Oh, it is. I, thought, yeah. I was just thinking, like when I when I first went there, I was thinking, yeah, you know, speak English. Yeah, 
know what the word there means. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so, so different. Oh, oh it I, is. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Are they you big over there in the US? Oh, we've uh, we've done some good shows on the East and the West Coast, but um, never really like broken the US, I, I wouldn't say. like yep. It's so big. There's so many bands. You kind of get the vibe when you go over there that they've got everything they want in the US. Mm. They're kind of like, okay, come on, impress me. We've got everything here. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a little bit of the kind of stand back and – you know, impress me kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in New York, you know, they think they're the the best in the world. Yeah, They've yeah. got everything. For sure, um, the Cali- epicenter. Yeah, California is pretty cool. It's a bit more laid back, but I don't know. We've we kind of adventured into the, the dark depths of the Midwest in, in the States and Texas mm. and stuff, and it's, it's full on. Um, <laughs> well, I just would imagine, like, judging by your style of music, that, like, the New York scene wouldn't be that appealing. Like, I, I would almost think that the Midwest would be sort of more niche for you guys I don't know yeah I think maybe Europe I think places that are just generally more open minded and Mm. more globally minded like Mm. Europe Spain um, Canada uh, are just um, probably more more likely to enjoy our music you know yeah um, more in, more more likely to welcome you with open arms. Yeah, as yeah, a, as I think an outsider so. rather than yeah, yeah and and, and people being you, travelers. Like Americans don't travel much. There's some I yeah. can't remember what the stat is, but there's some small stat of how many Americans actually own passports. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a stat. I traveled through South America for six months. Yeah, and I met. 550,000 Australians <laughs> yeah. and I met about yeah. six Americans. Yeah. yeah. And so, let me guess, those six Americans were louder than all of the yeah, Australians yeah. combined. Yeah. That's right. They actually so, all carried microphones. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all even. They haven't had passports. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that how they just don't travel. But um, Well, there's a couple of reasons, though. I was just having a chat um, to, uh, geez, this is off tangent. But, like, they, off tangent? Uh, off tangent? Is that what it means? Uh, okay, off topic. <laughs> off topic. It, yeah, it off is topic. a tangent. This it is, is a tangent. Yeah, it is. This is if not we were off tangent, we'd that's be right off topic. This is off tangent, but uh, so we'll... <laughs> yeah, double negative. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. This is not, not what I'm trying to not say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, I'm pretty sure Americans only get two weeks holiday or something over 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 Christmas, yeah. if you want to call it that. Yeah, so, vacation. Yeah, vacation, yeah. dude. Yeah. Dude, yes. Spring, uh, no, spring break. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, egg the dean's office. <laughs> now, this is off tangent. Yeah. This is off topic. No, but like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they, so, you know, by the time they got to Australia, for example, they'd have to leave in three hours. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Turn around and fly back. Yeah. Um, well, this is good. Now, the other thing is, the other reason for America is as well, you got to remember, like, it's a pretty diverse country. Oh, there's like so much between the fifty-two the, the, or yeah. between the forty-eight continental states. Mm. Like you've got every different national park mm. in the fuck. Like mm. you can't imagine. Yeah. you can't mm. imagine another national national park that they can't go and see. That's kind of in there. Yeah. You know, so they do. You do, I can't. I can understand a little bit. Oh yeah. You know, Australia. We've got. A big Some, rock. Yeah, we've got a big rock yeah. and a fucking shitload of beef. Yeah, that's and right. that's about it. And a shitload of nothing in between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A reef, a rock, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about it. And yeah. a death waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. And around all the corners. snakes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, that's true. And a meat pie. <laughs> um, so, with it, with it um, actually, let's bring it back to the start. So, normally I, I ask um, Akonda, how did you get into the whole thing? So, let's, mm. let's before we keep going on the training thing, like, how did you actually get into all this world? Were you a musician growing up? Like... Um, what got you into music in the first place? Musical family, I suppose. Um, my dad has always been a music teacher, violin and taught guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the moment, you know, I can remember he, every night after school and before school, he'd have students come to our house learn. Then he would teach full-time at schools as well, mm. orchestras and one-on-one lessons. Um, 
mum's actually a good piano player and a good singer. She's never done it formally. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, my, it's it's probably more my dad's side of the family. So his mum was a piano teacher and singer. Um, his dad was a drummer mm. and could play double bass. And um, my dad's sisters are piano teachers and singers. Oh, yeah. and so, like it's it's in the family. So yeah. Um, yeah, there's always music playing in the house. I'm the youngest of three, so I've got an older brother and sister. And so I just enjoyed listening to what they would put on. They would put on like Hendrix and yeah. Pink Floyd and Metallica Ooh, yeah. and The Police. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone's stereos would be blaring with the different stuff. Dad was trying to drown all that out <laughs> with like Vivaldi like <laughs> in, in his studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dad. Yeah. Uh, um, um, but uh, yeah, the drums for some reason just appealed to me. I remember going to a, a school concert. And my dad was uh, taking orchestra out, and I remember seeing the stage band, you know, like the jazz big band, mm-hmm. and their drummer. They had a drummer. This is Kerry Baptist Grammar School. Mm-hmm. They had a drummer called George. I think he was in year twelve at the time, and I would have been in uh, grade three or four or something at primary mm-hmm. school. And just seeing him and hearing him play drums was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. And just from there, I just. I don't, every time I listen to music, I would just hear the drums and just mm. be tapping along. Mm. Wow, what have happened to old mate George? Is he still around? Or? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't, he's not dead. <laughs> I don't even know his surname. I should probably yeah. find George, out. George, George, George. First name boy, second George, name George. Yeah, that's George, right. George, George. George, George <laughs> from, 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 George. from, from, uh, from George. Yeah. Yeah. You know that band, George? Well, they could have named it after him. That's true. Maybe they're inspired by <laughs> him as well. Like one of those guys. He's like the most amazing dude in the world, but no one knows who he is. That's right. Enigma. Enigma. Yeah. Funny how family, like, like my. My family has art in their genes. Like my my um, dad's side of the family, my nan she she um, paints life size, not life size, um, paints life like portrait paintings and sells right. them at like whatever. And my dad, my dad never did anything with it, but he's like from school and like a little bit in his spare time, he's done these amazing bits of artwork. He's just a bloke. He mm. just mm. he just has done some art in his time, and and it's amazing. Mm. And me and my brother, like I've never done anything with it, but in school I had couldn't do anything music wise and I wasn't that kid that did woodwork or anything I did art because mm. I, I just liked it and I had it I knew how to do it yep. you know what I mean you yep. think like even like um, you think it was just destined to happen because of your family and like it was already mm. in your genes mm. you reckon well possibly um, but yeah it's funny you say that because um, I always enjoyed doing it but it wasn't until a lot later on that I consider a career path yeah like I always just loved playing drums yeah and um, if anything, it was more, I always thought sport would be a career path. I did mm-hmm. a lot of footy, a lot of basketball, a lot of athletics mm-hmm. growing up, especially through high school. Like every night after school was was a different sport or training for something. Mm-hmm. Um, so athletics especially, like we had a, I was part of a four by 100 meter relay team and we won state level every year except for year 12. So we got five state championships. <laughs> we had this awesome team and... Year twelve, some things well, broke down. Well, yeah. But um, well, yeah. Steve Hooker, <laughs> Steve Hooker was one of the runners in the team. Um, Steve Hooker, yeah, yeah. Really? So he usually ran third, but on year eleven he wow. sort of ran fourth. Did you bring it home or? I was the back straight. The back straight, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's bringing it home, isn't it? No, 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 no. no, no. So back, second, yeah, second. Gotcha. Yeah, that was the longest gotcha. one. Gotcha. Um, and where was Ronald McDonald? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve Hooker. He's a, he's a big was, fan of the show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him for a little while. Yeah. Um, Probably hanging out with George. <laughs> could be, could be. Um, so, yeah, I did heaps of that and lots of footy and lots of basketball and 
and then in my spare time I'd be you know drumming and stuff and um but yeah you know as as things happen you, you come to a point where you're like okay after school you know what, what I'm going to do and mm. I just managed to get in touch with these other musicians um uh through well so how do, where do I go so Steve Sedegreen he's a well-known jazz pianist in Melbourne and um he loves working with younger people and sort of mentoring and training mm-hmm. and stuff. So he wanted to put together this his own kind of jazz band. So he thought, okay, I'll go around to different schools, um, watch school concerts, and I'm going to try and find some players, pick them out and like put together my own thing. Really? And so um, he put together this project called The Jazz Cat and um, someone recommended me. I went to Baldwin High and said, oh, will it be good for a drummer and – um, this was Ben Edgar he's a guitarist he went to Billinor College and then everyone else went to different schools yep. really and so we all Steve got us all together all nine of us into this room and we met in the city in the CAE room and um, just we just jammed and he had some wow. songs for us and just something happened and it really clicked and everyone had a great time everyone was trying to like outplay each yeah. other and stuff <laughs> and um, shit yeah and something just clicked there so we did a lot of gigs and the Cat Empire kind of grew out of that band. So right. Felix Rebel, who sort of started mm-hmm. the Cat Empire, was in the Jazz Cat. Mm-hmm. He was just playing percussion. Right. Mm. But as time went on, he started writing his own music mm-hmm. and he wanted to sort of do his own thing and, and be a front man, not yep. just a percussionist. So he's like, oh, I don't want to be a front man, so I want to sing. So I'm not going to be playing percussion much. I want a drummer. So he asked me to be in the band and... And a couple of the other guys from the Jazz Cat and just went from there. Really? And so then the name started from. So the, the Jazz Cat. Well, yeah, the there's cat the cat thing or? I know, but um, but uh, that's just Felix's little brother Felix at the, the time. Cat. He, he <laughs> yeah. I know there's too many cat yeah. things, which well, is cat things ridiculous because I'm allergic to cats. I hate them. I'm a yeah. big pussy, so fuck. I mean, so yeah, Felix's little brother did this drawing at school. I think his little brother was ten at the time. It was like gangster cats with crowns on their head and with guns. <laughs> and he called it the Cat Empire. And right. The Cat Empire was originally just a trio, just Felix, Ollie and Ryan, um, before I got on board and stuff. Um, uh, they were in the family kitchen and they looked at the fridge and this picture was stuck on the really? fridge. They needed a name. They just said the Cat Empire. Cool. God, that's really weird. No other reason, just that it was there and it seemed really? like a good idea at the time. It's a, I love I love those stories about how bands, like super successful bands, get their names. Like I, I was... um. Watching a Corn documentary, like you know, super famous heavy metal band Corn, and um, they were trying to figure out a name for their band. And one of the dudes just came home, or they were just all there, and he was really pissed. And he wrote down, like, I think the way they said it was, "How about we just choose some fucked up name like Corn?" And he <laughs> and he wrote the R accidentally backwards, and they was just like, "Oh, okay, sounds good." And that's it. <laughs> like, there was just some, there yeah. wasn't some amazing. You're sort of hoping to, for something more, yeah, yeah. than that. Just, there wasn't a there wasn't a thirty person focus group uh, yeah, meeting yeah, right. no, two right. times a week for uh, yeah. you know in the boardroom. Yeah, yeah. call every day. <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. So, all right. So, when did you um when did you get to the point? So, obviously, coming from a um a, a what would you call it? It was a like a little all star group that somebody's put together, and you mm. obviously you're not going to be making money and touring it at this point. Like, how did it get to how did it get to international 
tools. Like, when did you first go, okay, we can make some money out of this? Um, not make mm. some money in a bad way. That kind of sounded bad how I phrased it, but we can make a career We're pretty good. Yeah, how, yeah. out of this. How could you turn it into yeah. your job? Well, if you job, love it, yeah. why don't you try and monetize it and, you know? It was really, it yeah, it, it just it just happened. But, like, we did some gigs, a couple of gigs in Melbourne, and and it just seemed to be a real word-of-mouth kind of band. Mm. And, um, and our first major overseas opportunity was... Um, to go over and play at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in Scotland. Oh, that would have been sick. Yeah, that was awesome. That was in 2002. I've so been to the Fringe. It's so good. Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. That was the, this, this is a year after the Cat Empire started, 2002. We'd done some gigs. I think we'd, we'd already played the Fringe Festival in Adelaide. Yeah. So some people saw us there. Um, and yeah, August 2002, we went over there. We got this gig playing 15 nights in a row from 3 a.m. to whenever we wanted. <laughs> um, after the late and live comedy thing that yeah. they do over there in TV at House. And the late and live comedy thing, I don't know if you know much about it, but it's pretty much like where comedians can, you know, cut their teeth. Yeah, okay. You know, like if you can make it at late and live, you can make it anywhere. Like gotcha. The audiences are brutal. Right. Yeah, right. Like they tear you to shreds. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. It's a great proving ground for you for you guys. Well, yeah, for <laughs> us, we just we were supposed to be the band after the comedy to whoever wanted to stay on and party yeah. Yeah. and play. And um, yeah, as I said, 3 a.m. start. So the first night there might have been five people in the room and we play. But then the next night there was 10 people and the next night after that it was like 40 people. Mm. It just got bigger and bigger Shit. and it was like a word of mouth thing. People were telling other people, hey, we had heaps of fun last night to this band, come tonight or something. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. And then by the end we had people not staying on after the comedy thing but people lining up. For once the comedy finished to come in really? and have a party. That really yeah. is brutal, isn't it? Yeah, I am. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And you know, the Scots, they're mad. Like they yeah. drank. Any all, excuse all, any they, excuse for beer, let's be honest. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They had pubs that were open. <laughs> Just woke up. Pubs all, you know, close at 6 a.m., but then they'd have another one open at 7. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. what's that like doing 15 shows in a row? Oh, How old are you at this stage? You're young, so 20. So, well, yeah. are you like... Had the energy for it then. Yeah, yeah. had the energy. Are you like... Is there any drinking on stage or you're trying to keep very yeah. professional? Like, yeah, was it a bit of a then. party the whole way through? Yeah, or? it definitely was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you're yeah. a rock band at the Edinburgh Roots Festival you, and your kids, like, it's going to be a 15-day bender. Is oh, that, yeah. Is that kind of... Like, how it did you keep it all wild. together? Um, Having a sesh. It was <laughs> just... It was like living nocturnally. Yeah. So... After the gig, you know, we go and have another couple of drinks and watch the sun come up <laughs> and go to bed eventually 9 or 10 a.m. Yeah. And, and wake up 6, 7 p.m., have some dinner and get ready again. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> but doing that stuff when you're young, when you've got the energy and no responsibilities is, is really good. Yeah, for sure. We could not do that right now. <laughs> mm. so, so when did you – Um, I was um, telling Will before you rocked up, Tommy mm. – um, that uh, I saw first time I saw the Cat Empire was at Falls Festival. We, oh, didn't, yeah. we didn't know who they were, and um, my mate woke me up to um, beers and a shot at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and these guys opened the the music at like four, so I'm like ten hours into drinking my four beer. <laughs> got there, and we didn't know who they were, and it was a and it was a really small. Um, it was like ten people, yeah, and then. Kind of like what Will said about every night, you know, people would come down and fill up, except mm. it, it happened in, over the space of like two hours. You know, we were people like, just got we were, around yeah, we were yeah. just up front, front, front row center. And it was just so much fun. Like yeah. at a festival, everyone, the type of music that the guys play, like it just started to fill up. A few more people trickled down, a few more people trickled down. And then it was like hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. 
and people were um, crowd surfing and getting all up and about. Did when did you start playing Falls Festival? First year, yeah, you put me on the spot there. It must have been uh, so it's December. It could have been o three or o four. Does yeah. that sound about right? Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I would be thinking. I think o three. So, yeah, I think our album album came out in. 2003 and that had hello hello on it good tune yeah <laughs> um so yeah it was shortly after that i'm pretty sure yeah, yeah 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 so how much did that um like what does that do for boosting your exposure and kind of getting your new fans because for us we went from like obviously didn't know who you were at all mm. to every time we would see you on falls or uh, we would see you at falls because I went I was telling um, Will I went eight years in a row Tommy and yeah. like, my mates went for a good portion of that like at least three or four mm. these guys were there most of the time so mm. it was like make sure you're there for Cat Empire because yeah, exactly. it's just raw just good fun you know yeah. yeah. and we wouldn't have really had that if less unless we were at the festival obviously you started getting some music coverage but does playing festivals do you do that like strategically to kind of build a new fan yeah, base and stuff? Yeah, I think or? so. That's always been one mm. of the big things that we do that mm. we love doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it puts you in front of a whole audience that that is so vast and varied. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to like capture people who've never seen you before. Definitely, and, yeah. And it's just the atmosphere. Like people are ready to party. Yeah, yeah. always having a you fun know? time. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're like to relax, drinking all day, checking out other bands. The yep. atmosphere... It's different to going to a club yeah. and yeah. seeing a and band. You know what? I think like if you compare you guys to say we use corn for an example, like because mm. we just brought up corn. Say you're at a you're at a festival and there's boys and girls from eighteen years old to forty years old at the festival, you know, as a as a general demographic, then and corn go up and play, there's probably not gonna be a whole lot of people that don't like corn that are gonna go and get real dirty in the mosh pit and go fucking crazy yeah, yeah. but yeah. You, if if your style of music isn't particularly what you would go to first off the bat normally mm, mm. but you're at Falls Festival and you're in the vicinity you're going to start to kind of groove yeah, your way down there you know? like you're, you're sucked in because of what you said the the, um, the atmosphere yeah, basically yeah, you, know? yeah, yeah. you kind of sell yourself to people just by mm. having them in earshot you know yeah. there seems to be music that like kids like and old people can mm. like as well yeah um, you know, having said that, we have done the odd festival where if we're earlier and like say Radiohead are later on our stage, you get hardcore Radiohead fans waiting in the front mm-hmm. and just sort of waiting for the bands to pass until Radiohead comes yeah, on. So yeah. sometimes you don't get a love you don't get a lot of love from everyone. Yeah, yeah. But um <laughs> they're just standing but, there yeah. death staring you Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll just the heavy stage. drug come down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but most of the time it's pretty pretty relaxed, good vibe. Yeah. So, so have you ever does does one gig come to mind when you're thinking like worst gig of all time? Worst gig yeah, of all like time. No one, no one's partying. No no one's enjoying it. It's, oh. it's getting a bit awkward. People are looking at each other. <laughs> oh geez. Um, oh, I don't know. Worst gig. Where would that be? We oh, we played in Italy once, and it was really weird. We did this little club, and it almost felt like. Sort of a 21st where you were like a terrible band at someone's <laughs> 21st or that was just in a, in the background and no one was really paying attention. Yeah. yeah. I think we, it was a combination of just us not being known there, having a terrible promoter yeah. and just some people. Yeah. I don't know. Was, was it, was like it actually in Italy? They love like <laughs> opera and they love metal over yeah, there or something. Yeah. <laughs> think, yeah, right. I don't know. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, that was kind of weird. We kind of felt like we were just playing to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are does we it, here? Does it, is, it hard for, is it hard like that? Or because, like, it brings me back to we, we interviewed Adam Rosenbach's com- the comedian. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, for a comedian, it's just oh, the right. worst thing in the world. Yeah. You know, oh, when you got. Man, that's another level of. Wouldn't really, oh, wouldn't really that suck. Putting it's, yourself it wouldn't on the spot. wouldn't oh. suck that bad for you, though, would it? You just, because you'd just enjoy playing with no, the boys. No, exactly. Most of the yeah, time, exactly. Right? We, and, and for me, especially back at the stage behind the drums. It's good. I can just play and enjoy it. Like, yeah. For the singers, like they need to be able to engage with the audience, and yeah. and they're up there so exposed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like that's happened a handful of times, sort of in the early days, and you know, we we just sort of go off on tangents and start jamming. Ollie will play a twenty minute keyboard solo. And, <laughs> Uh, just entertain yourself <laughs> yeah yeah but um, you know at the same time when that happens if we're entertaining ourselves, hopefully some of the crowd can enjoy that as well yeah, yeah. for sure absolutely that's sort of the good thing about being in the band and probably why we've been able to do it for 15 years and not kill each other and it's been the same lineup is because there's a lot of flexibility in the music we don't get up there and um, and do the exact same structure of songs mm. you know every song's done mm-hmm. to a sequencer and it's the same every night it's like pretty flexible. Like we've people play solos in the middle sections of some songs. We just jam and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of good. It keeps us motivated and inspired. And, yeah, for sure. Um, the crowd can kind of see that you know we're on our toes and anything can happen. And sometimes yeah, it's good. We'll take a risk and sometimes we fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but sure. other times it really works and the music goes somewhere. So yeah, yeah. And you could probably find things that you could use in other pieces of music down the track that yeah, kind of yeah. you know yeah. become alive from just a bit of an impromptu yeah exactly that's yeah. definitely happened yeah. you got some um, some good the bad and the science yeah, got Tommy some, uh, forgot some, to tell you about this GBS. one mate this is Tommy's yeah. um, new, new segment for <laughs> the, segment. For the day so okay. yeah, get I'm, ready uh, to be educated I'm pretty in tune with the modern world get ready to, uh, get ready to lose brain cells maybe actually yeah, that's right, you, could, yeah. you could get dumb by the end of this <laughs> speaking, speaking of geeks where you lose attention uh, this is a good little segue <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so good about the science uh, something good that happens in the media um, something bad that happens in the world and then something sciencey. So uh the good giant thirteen foot snake. <laughs> Gosh, that's really fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do that? I just wanted to imply the fact that it could be cock. Yeah it could could be yeah thirteen feet. <laughs> Never know. Giant thirteen foot cock uh gulps down a whole wallaby. No. Uh giant thirteen foot snake gulps down a whole wallaby in thirty minute ordeal in the middle of a golf course. So, this was an incredible scene snapped by a golfer as a python swallowed a whole wallaby. The snake had managed to snare the uh, the marsupial before rolling onto a golf course to devour its prey. Witnesses said it took 30 minutes for the 13-foot reptile to uh, to swallow the animal before it slid away into the nearby bush. Now, uh, think, of a, think of a scenario. When was the last time you, you ate too much? And, uh, and what was it? <laughs> Put you back there. Pizza, probably. Bit of pizza? Pizza oh, sauce. Yeah, a lot of it. In Italy, after that gig, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, after all, after all, yeah, right, boys, down the pizza shop, ten pepperonis. <laughs> well, after a lot of shows in Europe, we, it was a couple of tours where after Euro- shows through Europe, we would order pizzas to the band room. Oh yeah, and I could, I could like eat a horse after some gigs. Yeah, well, because you're you're the most, you'd have to be, the, you'd have to be the most physically in shape out of all of them, wouldn't you? Probably, it's the drumming. Yeah, it's a lot more. Looks uh, very cardio intense. Oh, very yeah, much. it is. It is good. It's like good proper, fitness. Proper hard work. Proper yeah, it's good. Mm. Yeah, Bilbo. 
Um, so the, hang on, the story you just told, um, yeah. is, is this like a new like oh, fictional so, story you're writing? Or? No, so, so <laughs> yeah, I wish it was, mate. Basically, I pick a, a story yeah. and then I ask a question that has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, normally, you know, it seems to work pretty Sometimes well. Sometimes he shocks us and it's actually to do with the, the story. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, I wasn't ready. I was trying to figure yeah. out how, how it's yeah. going to weirdly segue to something totally different. Yeah, <laughs> so the question, um, that was the question. Yeah, <laughs> wow. to do with anything. I can't compete with the uh, the search. Or whatever it is the John rainbow cock. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, it, was, it was it was a good cock. <laughs> what's, what's the bad? Right. I got nothing. The bad. Uh, Kentucky men pocket dial nine eleven. Oh, nine one one. Excuse me. Allegedly discussed plot to rob barbecue joint. Uh, okay, I'm going to re-emphasize the different words there. Kentucky men pocket doll 911 allegedly Kentucky discussing man. plot. Kentucky <laughs> men allegedly discussing plot to rob barbecue joint. So two Kentucky men were arrested on Saturday after they accidentally called 911, tipping off authorities to their alleged plan to rob a barbecue restaurant where the local police chief just happened to be dining. Robert Bourne and David Goosby were sitting in their car outside of Brothers Barbecue in Danville when the emergency function, one of their phones, inadvertently connected with a 911 dispatcher, according to, uh, to Lex 18. Now, uh, this is kind of a, uh, uh, a weird one. I'll keep, I'll, keep, uh, I'll keep reading. The dispatcher listened to, to the call and heard the two men allegedly discussing places they might rob, including uh, the barbecue restaurant uh, the, the uh, policeman was eating at. Authorities determined where the call originated and contact Danville Police Chief Tony Gray, who, as it turned out, was enjoying a meal inside the uh, the mentioned restaurant. So they were both arrested and they uh, they were both uh, given charges. Now, have you guys seen Minority Report, the movie with Tom uh, Tom Cruise? <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. <laughs> Do you have a back in the feel day. Of what I'm alluding to? Oh, I'm very here? dusty, I know. It's been years. <laughs> so 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 there's uh, there's a few ethical things with that one. So basically. Minority Report was the premise was they developed this technology where you could see into the future of crimes about to happen, mm. and the police would go and uh, and arrest the person just before the crime had happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the ethical, uh, well, I guess the issue it raises is can someone be arrested before they've actually done mm. the crime? Mm. So my question to you guys, based on that, do you reckon they should have been arrested? Because they were just talking about, like Bill and I were talking about, hey, I'm trying to go rob uh, Commonwealth. You know, yeah. it's a it's a bit of a grey area. There's no legal ground there, well, is it? Well, there's no legal ground at all. Oh, is no. it conspiracy to is it conspiracy to um, commit r- uh, robbery? Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't mm. that a isn't that like a criminal charge conspiracy to, to talk about? Because when you it. when you you can get in you get in some pretty decent trouble for getting mm. busted saying you're going to murder your wife and then it all coming out. You mm. know, like yeah, if you're yeah, actually yeah. plotting a plotting a murder, you can go to jail for that, can't you? Well, yeah, and you can you can plot like I mean terrorism plots and stuff are obviously mm. very highly uh, yeah. high high offences but just just robbing a barbecue joint I wouldn't <laughs> robbing a barbecue joint yeah. it's America they're usually pretty trigger happy in America yeah, I true. imagine they would have probably locked them up and put them away put them away <laughs> they're probably lucky that they didn't rob the barbecue, barbecue joint because they'd probably be dead let's be honest yeah that's true that's unless true. it's like you know the, the chief inside having the meals like a chief Wigham who's like enjoying the meal yeah. enjoying the meal so much it's not worth yeah yeah, yeah. No, he yeah, doesn't want true. to be disturbed yeah, yeah such a right. good barbecue so rare Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought it was an interesting one, but uh, it's put it that way. It is an interesting <laughs> one. It'll be interesting in the future because in the future, all the stuff that we've seen on movies will end up happening. Oh, for sure. Yeah, probably. Sure. Minority Report will, will end up happening. Avatar so- will happen. Avatar yeah. will definitely happen. <laughs> back to the future will happen. <laughs> yes. And then going back to the future will happen. <laughs> um, what's definitely the science? So, science. A tiny version of hell on earth exists in Cleveland, Ohio. Inside a widowless concrete room in Cleveland, Ohio, scientists have built a tiny version of hell on Earth. 
It's called the Glen Extreme Environment Rig, or the gear. Not like you would take on a Saturday night. <laughs> the 14-ton steel chamber can faithfully recreate the toxic, choking, and scorching hot conditions on the surface of Venus, which, as we all know, looks like hell. A once habitable twin of Earth. Gone very, very wrong. So, in uh, this is a quote. In March two, 2015, we spent roughly 100 days at the surface of Venus, and the longest single stretch was 42 days, Laurie Arnett, NASA's facility manager for GEAR, told Business Insider. Now, my question was, what do you guys think hell would look like if it really existed? If it really existed? Because some people say it's hot and it's burning and it's all this and that, but some people say it's your own sort of personal personal nightmare, like all your deepest fears are all... Mm-hmm. That, that's what hell would be like, so... It'd probably be like... Oh, Can't imagine know, Probably burning. like Justin Bieber going and <laughs> killing every other musician and band yeah. out there, so... <laughs> He's the last. Believer, you know. He's I, a bit, uh, you've got to talk to him a beeper. I'm a uh, believer. Uh, that's quite offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creed. No, I was on from day one. Physically. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, with this, you said they spent time in this <laughs> place. Well, they spent, they spent, so they were able to get um, rovers on Venus mm. um, for forty for a 42-day stretch. Hang on, what? Like, real rovers on the- Genuine ca- rovers on, the on Venus. planet Venus. Yep. Did they really? So they did that. There's, there's one that, uh, well, there's one that um, that uh, Soviet Union put up there years and years ago and it lasted for like three or so hours before it was just shriveled up because mm. um, of the temperature. But they were able to actually um, get some photos back and it literally looks like Hell on Earth, put it that way. You know, yeah. it's just just desolate and hot and steamy and. Real, I, I, real I've shit. never really thought about um what hell would look like, but I yeah. genuinely think of like, like, dark red rocks, like from um you know the Lord of the Rings scene where the mm. Balrog um ch- where Gandalf oh, dies, yeah, like absolutely. that's oh yeah, that's yeah. good, pretty yeah. much with that's- just but with proper pitchforks, but real yeah. like um. Yep. Hellboy kind of looking dudes kicking around in it's kind of like Hellboy yeah. a bunch of Hellboys chasing you through Lord of the Rings yeah. With, yeah. with a bunch of Balrogs and yeah. no Gandalf oh yeah and um probably have some there. less hobbits you could have less um, hobbits. uh what's his name you know um Foo Fighters um Dave Grohl oh, Dave Grohl dressed up in yes, the, in yes, the yes, in yes, yes, Satan suit <laughs> yeah. yeah that's right jumping out but uh yeah it would be oh, good geez. yeah there's lava there has to be lava involved it's got to be lava. hot Yep. God, surely there's got to be some sort of like personal fear you have. Like you wouldn't want to, you know, you're always like, let's say for example, you're always just standing up in your underpants making a speech. Like you would, some people hate public mm. talking, you know. Yeah. It's talking. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't have I've never been, <laughs> never been a sporker Pump myself. <laughs> Yeah, no, one likes, no one likes to get <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, oh, um, anyway. Yeah, what about you, Tommy? Oh, for me? Um, yeah, uh, hell on earth. I reckon it'd be probably a bit of all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good to see that you come up with your own ideas, mate. Oh, very good. <laughs> Locked in a cage with a shark. I mean, you could go yeah. on. In a cage with yeah. a shark. Yeah. For, but forever, though. Forever. I think my idea of hell would be uh, something where there's no hope. So... Just eternal suffering, mm. whatever the suffering is, mm. you know, to be average. Like, <laughs> like you, you get there and you're like, well, this is never going to stop until <laughs> yeah. the end of time. And when the when the when time ends, you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> real positive, real positive. Yeah. Let's get back to our talking this about is a, <laughs> good, good morale boost yeah. for the rest yeah. of the yeah. evening. Oh, yeah. shit. So the cannon Let's just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. So hell, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
So just going to take a little break in proceedings here, guys, to, uh, to quickly talk about Audible. So Audible is an audiobook warehouse, the biggest uh, online resource for audiobooks in the world. And, uh, and it's amazing. It's the best service you'll ever come across oh, yeah. because you can take in information without having to sit down and, uh, and read hour after hour every day. Don't get me wrong. I always have a book that I'm reading. At the moment, I'm reading Sapiens, which is one of the greatest books I've ever read. Uh, I'm taking notes on it. It's amazing. But on Audible, I'm, reading, I'm listening to 25 hours worth of The Silk Roads. So The Silk mm. Roads is a new history of the world. So it's all about Asia and Asia's rise to... Um, cultural power before, obviously, we all think Europe um, Europe of, of late, but everything mm. really stemmed out of um, Asia thousands of years before that. And it's a really interesting, uh, really interesting book. Some other books that I've read or listened to, I should say, on Audible lately are Our Final Invention about artificial intelligence and uh, the risks and rewards behind that. Um, the S- Pitch Anything was before that. So that's about selling, selling, selling. That was an awesome book. Tommy's reading that at the moment. Mm. I did The Alchemist in a day. Um, Alchemist is an amazing book. So I was able to do that with Audible. It would have taken me a lot longer to get all those books in if I had been reading them. Like I said, I still enjoy sitting down and reading with uh, with a nice book and, and to relax me. But when I'm walking the dog that I don't have, when I'm driving my car... Walking the dog. <laughs> yeah. When I'm... Um, spanking the monkey. Cooking dinner. When I'm spanking multiple monkeys. Beating um, the mate. Yep, when I'm uh, cleaving the ham. Yep. When I'm... Uh, <laughs> Having a sesh. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I like to listen to Audible. So head to um, www.audible.com forward slash ADVF if you want to uh, get some free audiobooks in your life. 30 hours, uh, thirty days and uh, one free audiobook. Cuff. Cuff. Cuff is uh, a uh, bill. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a bill. It's a no, bill. Cuff, Cuff is uh, a, uh, an assistance program that Bill and I use. Yes. <laughs> I yes it Sorry. It's really good. It's um we use it for uh, so we have assistants that we use for Adventure Radio. Bill has them for Adventure Travel as well. Uh, basically takes out all of the little nitty gritty stuff that we uh, don't want to be doing that you absolutely have to do when you're starting up something or running a business or beginning a project, whatever it is. Um saves you a lot of time as well. And uh, it's been great for us. We do a lot of the stuff with uh, Bill and Easy's charger. <laughs> Go for it. Um yeah, it saves a lot of time with our sort of social media promotion work that we need to do. And I honestly don't know where we would be without the guys in Cubs. So just a shout out to old mate uh, Arv and old mate Mon and old mate Aaron as well. We love you all. Alvin's, uh, Alvin's nickname's Robot. Oh, yeah. You know Why that? is it Robot? Because uh, they used to call him, uh, they used to th- say that he was robotic when he was a kid. Really? So, everyone, so I call him Robot these days. I'll call him Robot then. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a good nickname. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, I met another robot in um, Indonesia <laughs> once who um, was a surfer. and Steve he- Robot. He um an Indonesian a young Indonesian dude and he um he didn't air over me one time really so I was paddling out and he was going like charging this wave and I was shitting myself because he was yeah. I thought he was going to run me over and instead he just aired over the top of me it was pretty cool oh mate robot yeah Rob Rob <laughs> um Rob the yeah robot. so uh yeah. anyway guys head to www.carve.ph forward slash advf you can get ten hours free if you want to check out their services mm. and uh, thank us later here is the show bang. Um, how do you go about um, like the actual writing process of music? Because that's something that not many people listening to our show would really be familiar with. Do you guys get that together and hell. write? What's that? That can be hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. So, oh, look, it's, it's always been pretty straightforward, actually. Like Felix and Harry have always written the songs and they've always come up with material, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, And they can play, both play piano and guitar and stuff, so they can come into a rehearsal and 
and um, with the structure for the song, sing, play play the piano part, and then straight away you get an idea of what the song's about and the yep. style. And um, yeah, you know, like for me personally, they'll be like, you know, I want like a Motown thing or a bit more of a, a Latin thing or this is more of a rocky thing. And, you know, sometimes they'll jump on the drums and play, but otherwise they'll sing you a part and it's the same with everyone. So you just start playing along and... And it, and it becomes obvious when things are working. Yeah. It's sometimes you try stuff. It's like, no, nah, it's not quite right. What do we need to do? Change the bass line or change the keys part, change the drum part. Um, yeah, so usually, geez, if those guys couldn't write songs, there's none, none of us have come up with, um, you know, Cat Empire songs. Like yeah. Some of us have come up with parts and mm-hmm. melodies and things, but they always come up with the words. So. Right. So, so you'll build like... So, so sorry. So they come up with the words, and you build the sounds around it, or you well, come up with the sounds I mean, and you build the words. Or like- well, it goes with the words. So you know, yeah. often often they'll be even on tour in the back of the room with a keyboard and the singing melodies and stuff. And sometimes the feel and the melody would be there before the lyrics. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's never just words on a page for them. It's it always seems to have some kind of structure of, of yeah. mel- melody and rhythm and, and yeah. style, I suppose. Okay. But also, I mean, the, the, like even the song tempo has to go with what you're talking about. Like, I mean, Hello, Hello, for example, I couldn't imagine that being a slow song. No, that's right. Someone yeah. walking down the street, you know, yeah. a bit up and about, like it couldn't be like a... Yeah, I mean, he's tripping over his own words in that song, like yeah. he's struggling to get them all in. So yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to move fast. But uh, I think he got excited with that one. He's like, make the beat faster. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it's funny, that song, because that helped. That went to radio and you just never know what song radio are going to play from your album. Mm. And we've had experiences where we're like, this is our favourite song, we want to push this to the radio pluggers and the DJ. Yep. And, then, and then they'll come back and say, no, we don't want that, we want this, we want to play this one. We're like, really? We prefer this one. But in the end, they just play what they want to play. Really? I didn't know that. And so so how do I get to choose a single, essentially? Not so much. You can kind of put forward what you, a few songs yep. and go, but in the end... Like it's the radio, it's the radio who are going to choose what they want to play. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's it's interesting with hello hello. Um. Yeah, we were lucky that kind of got a lot of airplay and and it helped us um with some album sales and just getting the word out there for gigs and stuff. But yeah, Felix wrote that when he was like sixteen or something. And he he, we haven't played it much over the past five years because he just feels a bit funny about playing it. Really, he just feels like you know he wrote that when he was a kid. He's not really. He's not really what he's trying now. to say. These, yeah, uh, yeah. Or not that, mm, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, every now and then we'll bust it out and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that probably a period of time will go by when he can like remove himself from, you know, what the song's about and yeah. and the youth of it and just play it. You know? What is the song about? Well, it's partying in girls, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a good song. It's funny. Uh, it's funny I'll be singing that when I'm 70. Yeah. It's funny, funny when people uh, listen to songs differently because... Uh, I was having this conversation with Jill and um, this is like, she w- w- would say, listen to this um, listen to this song, like the words are amazing or, or yeah, like, yeah, or, yeah. And, and I'd be like, mm. oh yeah, I never, I've le- never listened to the words of that song, that's no. what I'll say, and yeah. to like a song I've heard a thousand times. I just yeah. listen to the melody and, I, yeah. and I'll sing along, but I don't listen to what's actually going on and play the picture out in my head, yeah. whereas she'll, she'll play a movie in her head. Mm. Of what they're actually saying in the song, so it's funny how people listen to music a different way. I wonder yeah. if it's like, a gender thing. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe how do you listen to music? Do you well, I listen to the exact same way you do. Yeah, unless the, unless the words of the song are very, very uh, yeah. significant. Like there's a song. This is a very, very uh, 
explicit off example. Oh, no. Yeah. Off yeah. No, but um, uh, there's a rapper, Immortal Techniques, who sings a song, Dancing with the Devil. Yeah. And, like, that's a very explicit song where it's like, if you actually listen to the words, like, whoa, okay. Mm. But uh, most songs I listen to, um, I just like the tune. And then mm. I sing along kind of subconsciously knowing what they mean, but at the same time don't. Yeah. My mum does the same thing Jill does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I think we might have discussed this before. I but yeah. We, yeah, it's easy to overanalyze what songs are about. Yeah, too. Oh, like, you know, some people ask Felix or Harry, you know, what's the meaning behind this phrase here or whatever? And sometimes, you know, Harry will just be like, you know, I'm not really sure. It's like yeah. open to interpretation. Yeah. Like, it rhymes. It could, it could mean, <laughs> yeah. it could mean anything. It's got lots of meanings. But I yep. think sometimes there's people who really want oh, something yeah. to have a real deep mm. meaning and message behind it. Mm. It's not weird. always like that. It's like kind of like tattoos. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's just art. It just looks good or it just sounds good. Yeah. So it's there. Yeah. You know, get yeah, around you it. Have a story behind. Do you have any tattoos, Will? No, I don't. He's got one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, is that? what does that symbolize? Um, what does that symbolize? <laughs> um, yep. this, this tattoo does have a story, actually. So for, for the listeners, I have a Hawaiian. Um, it's the, um, the rum, um, Sailor Jerry's rum. Chick, is it yeah. really? Yeah, it's the Sailor oh, Jerry's rum bottle chick. I, I've known you for how long, and I never figured yeah, that out. So, oh, rum, how good's rum? But that, but that does that sucks <laughs> because I get people all the time. I haven't had it in a while actually, but I get people all the time like, oh, big rum drinker, eh? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not a rum drinker at all. So you know, <laughs> I do. I, I Florida Kanye uh, rum in Nicaragua is the greatest thing I've ever drunk, but I'm not a rum drinker. I didn't yeah. get it for that. I got it. This, this was basically this started from. Uh, me when I was in Latin America getting a, t- a tattoo up my side and it yep. was going to be a Latin it was going to be instead of Hawaiian it was going to be a Latin chick Yeah. Um, she had I had it all worked out it wanted to look like this a pinup girl um, I had a picture of Megan Fox because it was like a while ago she was like right in the, in the, in the media like yep. in, a, in bikinis and I wanted a, a sombrero one like with a head bowed kind of with a sombrero and a smoking gun in her hand made no sense <laughs> but it was like I was on a fucking bed <laughs> in South yeah. America I'm like yeah, yeah that's what I'm getting yeah. and then I never uh, never was away from sun and surf and all that stuff to get a tattoo long enough and then I just um, always wanted the Latin chick and then it just um, it got it ended up being over here mm. years later and then <laughs> found the Latin chick and I flicked a couple more pages and I found this chick I was like nah that's the one that's the one yeah, yeah. but then the tattooist People ask me all the time. I'm like, at the same time, it's kind of got a story. Like, I wanted to get the Latin chick because I was in Latin America and, mm. like, you know, I like to kind of symbolize, mm. have a bit of a story behind things. But at the same time, that has no real meaning because chick. I changed mm. it all and I just got it because I like the look of it more. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's yeah. artwork to me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, hey, so, Will, so how's music changed for you guys in, like, ma- when it comes to making a living? Because obviously, when you started, you'd have been selling CDs yeah. flat out, and and then obviously you're making some money from touring. I imagine, and now you know it, it's. Is it true that it's a lot harder to make any money outside of touring? Like because oh, it's heaps harder now. Yeah, yeah. Spotify like and is taken over and doesn't pay you anything, right? Yeah, it's pretty. It's a really small percentage. It's like zero per. Like so, someone plays out one of our songs or a band song. I think the band will get zero point zero zero one cents or really? something. Really? Oh, like, so yeah, twenty uh, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you That's know, <laughs> like you've got to have that song played a lot of times mm, for it mm. to actually turn into some sort of money. But that's where touring's so important. Um, ticket sales. Um, we 
we've sort of come when we started as a band in '01, and then the first album came out in 2003. I think that was kind of the end of like uh, just after that first album. That's when CD sales started going down. Right. Yeah. So it was sort of near the peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it's sort of you know as the downloads came more in, um, that's sort of gone down. But you know, people were able to pirate music. Um, yep. And find different ways to listen to recordings, but you can't really do that with gigs. Like you can't. No. Pir- can't you can't that. pirate being at a live show. No. Yeah. Like, not at all. So I think people will always appreciate live music. Hundred percent. Yeah. And Same as live sport. Yeah, it's experience. It happens. You're all experiencing something that's there happening mm-hmm. now, and once the show's over, like it'll never happen again. It's the energy around you. Yeah, yeah. I went to the um, UFC, the 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 fight night one they had in Melbourne the other day. And Rob Whitaker, um, it was the shittest fight card of all time, mm. and the shittest. It was the world record of US in USA history for the most, um, most um, to go to decision. So no knockout, just and a lot of them were just really boring. Yeah, yeah. And it got to the final fight, and it was Rob Whitaker, Aussie guy. Do you follow UFC at all, Will? I don't. I can't say. Yeah. So, yeah. so you'll appreciate what you like, understand what I mean, anyway. But so. So basically, Rob Whitaker's from Sydney. He was fighting another guy who was highly ranked, and it was like they're kind of top breaching on the top five in their weight division. This dude came out and he swung a hundred punches at at Rob, and Rob was running away and ducking, weaving, and then and then he looked like he was going to get knocked out, or he was under heaps of pressure. And then Rob, it slowed. Rob got like a couple of little um, shots in, and then the whole crowd. So this is like eighteen thousand people started chanting. Rob, 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 <laughs> Rob, 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 Rob. And it was like a build-up chant. Yeah. And Rob Whittaker punched this dude. Like, they stood back. And as the the crowd chanted it up, Rob Whittaker punched this dude in the face, kicked him in the head, and knocked him out. And the crowd went wild. Yeah, yeah. And I went from the shittest... The shittest... Yeah. Like, it was so boring, you know? But it was yeah. good because I was with my mates. We were still having fun. But it went from... From just an absolute zero of a of an evening mm. to the greatest <laughs> sporting moment I've ever seen. He was just biding his time. He was just well, waiting for the moment. Yeah, yeah, but not not so much even about what he did. It was the crowd, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. that yeah. energy of the, the eighteen thousand people yeah. all chanting the same thing and everyone yeah. just buzzing and yeah. it's like you can't replicate that. Not shit anyway. no. Unless virtual reality like, kicks in in about ten years, yeah. and then you're not like that virtual reality we watch the other oh, day. Oh yeah, virtual, we, went to, we, went to the, uh, we went to the porn expo, <laughs> oh, and um, it was like watching porn in sunglasses. Yeah, it literally was. It was. It was. You know how they say virtual reality is supposed to be like a 4D experience when you're supposed to be there. I was. I was going to a porn expo with virtual reality. I, I was very excited. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you just you just put on these massive glasses that are worth about $14 million. Those, what are they? Those Oculus oh, Rift or yeah, something? Or? Yeah, and they suck. It's just like, I was just watching porn. Just It was just very, very close. Like, all I, all I did was just move my computer screen full time. I've got yeah. just masking tape of computer to my yeah, eyes. Yeah. And I've got virtual reality porn. But it was the it anticipation of what it could you have been. Put your head in a box. Put your head in a box and do the same thing with your right leg. I think the chant, I just needed someone to go, Tom, 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 Tom. And then I'm watching porn. Tell you what, grab, grab, go grab a roll of gaffer tape for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Gaffer around your head yeah. and around a computer, yeah, so it's there right. in front of your head. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Save got, yourself. Got to work. Save yourself. Cheaper way to do it. The funny thing was the chick that was in the porn was standing yeah. next to us. Oh, when that was you, weird. you were going, "There's a chick getting 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 fucked up there." <laughs> <I know. laughs> and the chick was actually standing there, right here. It was really quite awkward. It was quite strange. I was mean, at the booth. The chick that was in the movie that we were watching. Oh, right. was standing right. It was her one. Yeah. I was watching her. So it's kind of like it's very weird. Yeah, it's a little. It's good though. But going back to. To touring, so how does it um, 
So, yeah, like, because I remember hearing um, something, there was a stat about Spotify and, like, the music industry these days, and I, I'm going to, I'm just totally making mm. the figure up, but it was it was Happy by Pharrell, mm. and you know how popular that song was, oh. and it was like, Pharrell made, like, I don't know, $80,000 from Spotify from that song, mm. which is... That's all. It's a lot of money, it's, it's, it's a lot of money to, you know, $80,000, but considering that's, like... Mm. That's probably, a big song of, like, last five years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's, a lot. See, I always thought imagine it, if that was CDs. pretty well. <laughs> mm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I always thought it was actually pretty good. Like Spotify, um, the royalties were. That's why. That's how I justified it by getting it initially. Because obviously, we all used to have like Kazar and LimeWire and stuff. Napster, Napster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, Spotify. You know, Mum was like, "Oh, you shouldn't." You know, it's like really shit to the bands and stuff. And it's like, "Oh, but you know, they're getting royalties and stuff." So it's actually just point zero 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really low. But, so you um, wouldn't say anything. It doesn't really. mean, like, if you don't listen to it with Spotify, it doesn't mean that people are going to go out there and buy CDs. The yeah. alternative is probably them getting a free copy some other how. But, mm. um, That's true. I mean, I, it took me a while to get on board, but I'm, I, I really like Spotify now because it's opened me up to so much more music. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a great You service. can search for oh, so much stuff. and yep. It's the best. I've got, a like, a premium uh, subscription. What is it? 13 bucks a month or something. Yeah, nothing. And I can, you know, paying something, but I can listen to anything. So instead yeah, of going right. out and buying a handful of CDs each year, it's way better for the, can, the consumer. It's yeah. it's just not it's not great for you guys. So how do you? But it still opens me up to other bands and music that I hadn't heard of before. Yeah, yeah. there's this one band, Zamuto, um, who are from the states, who play this awesome music. It's like a three of them, a trio, and when they do a gig, they have this projector and all the the videos they make are all synced up to the music they play. Oh, that's mm-hmm. sick. And I wouldn't have seen them, I wouldn't have known about them until I sort of went down this rabbit hole, yeah, yeah. you know, on, on Spotify. And then when they came to Melbourne, I went and saw their gig. Yeah. So it kind of it can help in that way for them. Yeah. Get, getting exposure and people going to shows and stuff. So. Mm. Yeah. So for musicians these days, like for you guys, obviously, um, how, how does the revenue come in? Is it just from touring or is there any, obviously... Do you still sell CDs and or like? Yeah, there's what, how do you some. Make I guess the CDs is sort of trickles over a little bit. Yeah, it's not much. So it's no. still going down. I got yeah. a CD. Um, I got a CD given to me the other day, and I was like, "What do I do with this?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to convert yeah. this to MP3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny because you know, like vinyl is, you know, it's come very back, hip at the moment, mm. and it's kind of either digital or vinyl. Yeah, yeah. CDs are kind of the grey area. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean. I sort of miss that the thing with digital music. I miss the tangible element of having an album, like if like the artwork, the physical yeah, thing. Yeah, true. Looking was, through the cover. The, yeah, the, the when cover I was a pages, kid, like love that. When I was a kid, when I first started and buying if they had CDs, had the lyrics in there. You'd exactly. be like, oh, that's what the lyrics are. Yeah, you know, because you didn't have the internet when I was a kid. You no. see, you'd, you'd you'd learn the the actual lyrics from the inside of the album cover. Yeah, well, yeah, and taking it home and sitting down, taking the time to put music on, open the book and listen to it. From start to finish, yeah, and I mean, I, I'm, I admit, I don't have the patience for that these nah. days. Yeah, like, so like it's weird, I, the I digital just, age. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Um, so it all suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does kind of suck. Remember, like, Video Easy is a good example of it. Yeah, that was great. Uh, do you remember, like, so 
You just you go down with your buddies or yep. you go down with your, your girlfriend and you uh, you mom. you go <laughs> your mum yeah and you um and you go oh do you want to get a new release or should we get three for five weeklies and you'd yeah. spend like an hour three you know, for five weeks oh what, 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 good um, yeah, yeah good value yeah yeah what 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 snacks are we gonna get and you'd be, oh yeah. look at this one ah not that one yeah. you'd spend yeah. that was like half the fun you'd spend yeah. an hour in video easy and and now it's oh. just everything's there's too much Downloads. choice yeah there's way yeah. too much choice it's really yeah. weird because the same thing happens with um the same thing happens with like the movie industry that's why all the, so many movie stars now there's only like a certain few movie stars that get paid like movie stars I think I believe and mm. that's why like the, there's so much so many movie stars going into television series like mm. The Rocks in Ballers um, mm. Kevin Spacey in House of Cards because mm. like, Netflix just owns everything now oh, yeah. and, and all mm. these mm. these. but the TV series are so much better so good but there's not that yeah, there's not that like big movie star anymore and it's mm. making it harder for the, for the, those big rock stars and yeah yeah, I think, yeah, too much choice. I remember the first time I went to the States, um, you know, flicking on a TV in a hotel room and I was like, what, there's like over 300 channels? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Mm. I was like, this is amazing. But then I realized quickly it's not amazing because you spend yeah, you the spend whole the time oh. flicking oh, we- and, you, and you're sort of like, I'm watching this, but I'm wondering what's going on on channel 294. <laughs> so by yeah. the time you flick through all of them and get back to the start, half an hour's gone by and the next show's on. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like... Hang on, I just want to go back to the old TV where it's channel, it's SBS channel two yeah. seven eight, seven nine ten. Yeah, yeah. And I can just choose something and lock onto it and like mm. this stuff wasn't freaks there me out. Yeah. Or, wasn't there a channel thirty eight? Wasn't there a real thirty one? Thirty one. Yeah. yeah. Is that a, the one that used to have late night porn? Or that was SBS. That was SBS. SBS. But I mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> SBS. That was the one where you you're a kid and um, Good times. you walk past the TV room. You're supposed to be in bed. <laughs> you open the lounge room door and Dad quickly changes yeah. the <laughs> quickly changes yeah. the channel. Yeah. Yeah. Dad I used to, to do that um, to Dad, Dad bro. <laughs> I used to I, I used to sit up um, I used to sit up till like. 4 a.m. some days as a kid, with my eyes would be bleeding, <laughs> waiting for it. Waiting for like three boobs. You're like, yeah, 10 seconds of boobs. Three, three boobs. What is this? To- <laughs> total recall or something? Yeah, or? Yeah, total recall. <laughs> three, three boobs. boobs. No three wonder you're waiting all night. You yeah, know, how, right. many, how many shots? <laughs> waiting for one, one movie. movie. Three <laughs> yeah, three exactly. It's on now. Oh, God. That is so good. There's a show on Channel 31 still going. There's a drummer, Chris Quinlan, a Melbourne drummer. Is probably a plug for him. Um, mm. Who's been? He might be around, <laughs> up to around a thousand shows by now. But he does a drum lessons on Channel Thirty One on Monday right, nights. I really? think, and he's been doing it since mm. I was a little kid. But yeah, mm. that um, freaks me out though. Like too much, too many options and all that sort of. I was, um, yeah. I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment, um, Tools of Titans, which is a new Tim Ferriss book. Mm. And um, like, this is just an awesome book. It's got so Tim Ferriss is it? Do you know Tim Ferriss? You're not talking about one of the brothers from. Um, um, in excess no that's, um, <laughs> isn't that Steve oh, I don't even know okay. that anyway. um, <laughs> yeah so Tim Ferriss is a um, world famous podcaster and he, he gets a ma- entrepreneur yep investor um, investor all that sort of stuff right. yep no I don't know gets, that one um, gets all these amazing um, guests on his show and basically Tools of Titans is like a compilation book of all of the routines and, and little things that these, these um, really successful people do really fascinating stuff I was pumped when it came out it came out in October or something I think and um Anyway, I'm reading it like 50 pages in and all of a sudden started to get bored. And I was like freaked out because this is something that I've wanted for ages. And um, it's just that world we live in where, you know, mm. you're always scrolling. Yeah. It's yeah. The, we always want more. We want to multitask and multitask, yeah. but we can't actually focus attention for long periods of time. Yeah. Like whenever, when it, when I put Netflix on now, I'm just scrolling for ages. Yeah. Like, oh, I want this, but I could also do this. And 
There's too much variety. Think about how much time you spend just scrolling. You know, I got a. um, I found it the other day. I got a. I put it in my to-do list. There's Mm. a thing called um, Rescue Time. It's a program that you can set up. You buy it. You can. It's it's an app on your phone and you put on your computer as well. And it'll tell you exactly how much time you spend on each app and each program. But that's another thing to check, though. Yeah, I know. But if you can see, if you can see, (laughs) holy fuck. (laughs) I was on Instagram for eight hours. My Instagram was yeah, loaded up for eight hours check. for the day. It's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good way to put it into perspective and try and bring it down or just because yeah. it's out of control. I was listening Shocking. to this podcast the other day about um, social media and mm. about all the apps because you know how like um, – because there's so many people now that are like addicted to oh, they are. apps and it's like smoking, you know. So we didn't know smoking was bad for you. All this shit could be – it's not great. Sure, nah. it's not great for you. All nah. these apps are designed Radiation. for like for um, addiction. Yeah, you know, like the little notification symbol is a is a red symbol because that's the most appealing. Like, yep. we're not going to get into this talk again. Well, it <laughs> yeah, gets to anti-social media, doesn't it? Instead mm. of social media, yeah, mm. anti-social media. It's funny. And how many times, and we're guilty of it in the band. Like, when we first started touring, like we would hang out a lot more, or if we want a quiet time, people would read books or something. Yeah. Mm. But uh, now the amount of times, like, you walk into a band room. This is with any band. And everyone's just sitting there on their laptops or on their phones. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's just in their own digital world. Yeah. Oh, it's and scary. so there's less kind of interaction going on, yeah. like human interaction. It's like, it just I, happens so easy. I took a photo with the boys last night. We went to the Star Wars premiere at 12 o'clock and I did a reverse panorama. So it was a shit photo. <laughs> I went like this, but I tried to get like all four of us boys yeah. and I did it without telling the boys. And then I looked at the photo and all three of them, apart from <laughs> me, I'm like, you just see my face up close, like looking like an idiot. Yeah. And then it's on their phones. <laughs> Like, fuck, that was shit. Or watch a porch's <laughs> photo. So, um, Bill and I always talk about the fact that, you know, like we're best mates, but um, when the microphones are off, we're always so fucked by the end of the show. We're never ever talking. Like, yeah. this is this is close we're going to get. We're not mates at all. all right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's, my, he's my dad. <laughs> um, so, what about. Um, what about, uh, did you ever have any, like, what were the wild times? Did you guys, like, party like rock stars mm. for, for, a, for a certain period there? Like you were- Pretty boring in that aspect, I must admit. Like, if you want, like, Motley Crue-style stories. I'm after some groupies here. We're not, yep. we're not the band. There's definitely, look, there's <laughs> yeah. been guys in the band. <laughs> yeah. There's guys in the band, who, you know, who've been single, you know, for longer than other guys who, you know, have had some good times on the road. And, you know, sometimes you'll... You know, back in the day, walk on the on the bus, and then out out of someone's bunk, there'll be like some chick's boot hanging out of there or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But you know, really, like we'd we'd be equally as guilty as you know after a show, getting on the bus and like having a cup of tea and reading a book right. <laughs> than going out and going yeah. out party. Like, yeah, okay. I don't know. It's just we've never been that band who just goes sick and trash. Band rooms know and trash hotel rooms and throw TVs out. We're just yeah. Is that a big stereotype though? Oh, it's, I think it's a massive stereotype. But yeah. I reckon there's probably rock bands these days who think they should be doing that. Yeah. Mm. You know, look back at you know what the Who were doing. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, and what um, you know, Motley okay. Crue were doing. Going, oh, we need to be some of that to have that attitude. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's what the media want. You know, they want yeah. that. They want to you know feed off that attitude, and they want them to be like that. But yeah. yeah, in reality, I don't know. For but also, us- I mean, like the Who and the Motley Crew brought a sort of like sort of presence, and the, the the fans are pretty crazy fans because that music appeals to a certain type of audience. Yeah, and like, I'm not I'm not saying like the Cat Empire is like super mellow, but it's like a different like the way I I, I picture the Cat Empire, where 
Like I'm with all my mates and we're just having a bit of a boogie. It's like a Sunday, like summer beers, that sort of stuff. Where I'm probably not going to go out that that night and do methamphetamine and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. trash a hotel. Yeah. Whereas like if I'm listening to Motley Crue or The Who, I'd probably be more inclined to pick up a syringe. You know, like it's kind of a different sort of um, fan base. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's Massively like, different, mm, yeah. 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 It's weird, isn't it? I've never really understood why Rockstars do that. Like I've been on some benders, yeah. you know, and I've never wanted to trash, trash over. something. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like, why? Why yeah. are you doing that? But anyway. It's very destructive and negative. <laughs> So, all right. So, what about um? Yeah. What's like um? What's the future for you guys? Are you you in it for the long haul? You think you're um, like it's a it's a twenty year thing, or, or you, do you have any side Jeez. projects that you do? Or like, who Dog knows? Empire? If you are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got four boys now, so it's almost a band. So yeah. kind of next generation coming yeah. through. <laughs> uh, if you asked me this ten years ago or twelve years ago. I would have said, oh, you know, we'll probably go for another few years or something and, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy it and see what we can get out of it. But mm. 15 years in, we're still doing it and still growing overseas yeah. and stuff. That's awesome. And it's like, I never saw this coming. Yeah. Um, so, who knows? You know, it's the sort of thing, I think we've kind of built up this this fabric um, of, of music and of our interaction with each other as people and um, musicians that, it's really sustainable. We could do it for the rest of our life if yeah, we wanted to. Sick. That'd be I mean, cool. Look at the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I mean, so many bands, so many. Like, and you'd probably well, the Rock Stones. Yeah, yeah. Go over forty-eight I mean, yeah. decades. Yeah. Oh man, how the yeah, but I look at guys who. That's pretty extreme. I don't know how they're touring. Well, how, <laughs> yeah. the, how are they still Metallica? Alive? Like yeah. they're like look like yeah, they're old men, you know, <laughs> who aren't far from the grave, yeah. and they're, they're like rocking out. Yeah, like, yeah. The Metallica, the Metallica band members look like. Their dads. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of like, geez, guys, are you still doing it? Yeah, like, just relax. Yeah, yeah, do you? But it gets to the point with some of those guys, it's like they've done it for so long and been so successful that that's probably all they know. Mm. That's the world they know. For them to go, okay, we're going to stop, go back and live, you know, inverted commas, a normal life, mm. what does that mean for them? It means totally a new environment of mm. something they're not familiar with. They just want to play music so yeah and that's the big thing for like for you guys it and for like fighters and rock stars comedians like you have an adrenaline rush like not many other people on the planet would really get to yeah. get to have you know being up on stage and having a crowd in the palm of your hands that adore you and you know yeah. going to like that's a pretty unique thing so i suppose yeah it's the best two hours of the day on tour yep. yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah and i suppose you know if there's no problem with the band and there's no no reason not to, then mm. it's not something that you would give away easily, you know? No, that's right. Um, look, everyone everyone in the band does other stuff as well. You know, we all play in other musical projects and mm-hmm. do other things. Mm. Um, you know, I do some drafting work on the side, architectural drafting work. Mm-hmm. I can do that, you know, when I'm not touring or not doing music stuff. I can do some teaching and other other gigs and recording sessions and other all the other guys do similar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, perhaps that's kind of why we've been able to go for so long is we haven't got this project that we just strangle, yeah. you know, until it implodes. Yep. We have time away from it so people can get refreshed and be inspired to come back and go on tour. So, 
We've had a busy few years, so next year we're taking a bit of time off. Pro- probably won't go overseas next year. Mm-hmm. Do some Aussie stuff and have a bit of time um, for everyone just to sit back and do some other stuff and mm-hmm. have some time in Melbourne with families. Mm-hmm. Uh, half the band's got families now. and um, Yeah, so that's good. But yeah, I mean, look, as to how long the band's going to go for, or no idea. But I think we have the ability to kind of shape it to however we want to work. Yeah, like, yeah. If it means less touring or if it means more touring, I doubt it probably means more touring, but um, I don't know. I think maybe a little bit of time off next year and then see how everyone feels. Mm, but, that's um, great, man. But it's 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 awesome. We're pretty lucky to have demand, you know, on the other side of the world, you know, to yeah. go over and play shows. It's awesome. That's so it's good. really awesome. That's so good. Cool. Should we go to 6 from 6, Tommy? Yeah. Sure um, thing. So, Will, we normally finish off with um, three questions from me, three questions from Tommy. Mm. Um, my questions are, first one is, um, what's your favorite travel destination on the planet? Can be a mm. small town, can be a continent, can be anywhere. Yeah, okay. Um, look, I'd love to to say two because Go I've it. got to break it up. I reckon I'm going to break it up into two things one of them is like my favorite place to go on tour with the band mm-hmm. and that's probably hamburg in germany mm-hmm. party um, party yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah um oh, you got to remember that one das, today. Yeah, that's yeah. hamburg das ist good uh, yeah. city good beer good food ich liebe hamburg. Um, is that where the hamburg is from <laughs> genuine <laughs> question yeah that's true um that is a very good question. <laughs> yeah, man. You're like, no, no, look at this idiot. I, yeah. I don't even know. I feel like it's it, we've delved down that question years ago, and then I can't remember what the outcome yeah. was. But, um, you guys are like, this guy's a fucker. Then he went, huh. <laughs> hang on a second. That's all. Supposed to Hamburg is gone from. Um, <sighs> Germany. I mean, Germany in general is. I love Germany mm-hmm. because I love the architecture, like the buildings. I love the people. I love the food. I love the beer. Yeah, everything about Germany I love. Yeah, awesome. Apart from a lot of stuff that happened, you know, a well, century ago. Mm-hmm. But yep. you know, the invention of hamburgers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, down that awesome wall they had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Hamburg, um, they have this place. I don't know if you ever heard of Miniature Wonderland. No. Uh, <laughs> Sounds awesome. It's the, though. Yeah, that's the right. biggest model train set in the world. Really, it's insane. It's in this old building down in the docks, and they've. It's like an old building. They've got a few levels and each level is maybe the size of a basketball court. Mm. And in the year 2000, these guys decided to build this giant train set. So this train set is the most common scale. It's HO scale, so 1 to 87. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know and can't see, like a, a, a carriage or an engine's like like a 30-centimeter ruler yep. or, or a bit shorter, that sort of size. Um, and... They've got over 15 kilometers worth of track there. What? They've got like over a thousand different trains and full cities and landscapes that really? are massive. Really? And That's they sick. employ like so many people and it's a, it's a, it's a huge operation. Yeah. And um, they've got an airport there, like planes <laughs> flying around. <laughs> and, and then, you know, they've, they've set up the whole thing so the lights dim and then there's night scenes and all the lights turn on. Really? There'll be a fire and all the fire trucks, sirens go on and. They'll go and like put out the fire and wow, Jeez. it's, it's like watching a little mini world. It is. It's I've been a mini and it's like it's so fascinating yeah. for for anyone young or old. And so the place is teeming with people yeah. every single day. There's always a big line to get in in Hamburg. In Hamburg, and um, wow. 
And then the other place, the other thing in Hamburg is um, this private beer, Groningen Private Brewery, which is um, kind of in a dungeon you go under and they um, have their own beer. Like you sit down at this wooden table and they've got a um, uh, sort of a bar stool with a wooden keg and they come and tap the keg and you can just pour your own beer. Sick. And then a tray of meat and potatoes and sauerkraut oh, and it comes out and that's you just awesome. feast. I'm hungry. So, that's why that's Hamburg. But look, the other place is. Wait, can I ask you one other question yeah. about Germany? Is it true that um, this is? All, I don't know why. I always hear this though. Is it true that in Germany, like say you do Oktoberfest or you just drink a lot of German beer, obviously, um, you don't get hangovers yeah. from the beer? How well, they, they've work? got the German purity law. So uh, their purity law is that they have to build, fr- uh, build, um, make beer from the core ingredients. You know, wheat, barley, malt, hops, water. Right. Um, so they don't put preservatives in it. So, you know, from what I hear, I'm not an expert on beer, but... Mm. Pseudoscience pre- away, pre- though. Yeah, okay, sweet, <laughs> let's do it. Um, preservatives go a long way to making you feel like shit the next really? morning. Really? Right. Wow. Um, people always say this. It's, I didn't, it's I've strange. never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. That's so, why people can do Oktoberfest day after day after day and they're like, you don't oh. wake up with a hangover. You we just- had big nights at this place with kegs drinking, you know, stein after stein and the yeah. next day. It was like, feel fine. Really? It's just Isn't natural awesome? ingredients, yeah. So it's like, man... Shit. German yeah. beer. They've got it down over there. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. They Jeez, know what they're it makes doing. you think how unhealthy the shit we're drinking is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's not great. Why that one now? Yeah, my mouth is quite yeah. dry. I could do a beer. Yeah. Um, we Hawaii. should start giving our guests beers. <laughs> we That'd should be start cool. getting on the beers. We should start just getting habit. Should start getting habit. That was terrible. That Suddenly your shows all start yeah. reducing. <laughs> and we'll just get an alcoholic to go and yeah. Just get an alcoholic to go The other place, Hawaii. My w- wife and I went on a holiday before our kids to Hawaii. And, like, we've always loved the beach and swimming the ocean and, you know, the whole surfing, bodyboarding thing. Mm-hmm. Of, Growing up loving all that stuff. Not that I can surf or bodyboard that well, but mm-hmm. um, we went to Hawaii once and we stayed at Waimea Bay and near Pipeline and Sunset and all those big yeah. surf spots. Awesome. In like Feb, so it was big wave season and just saw the most incredible sets mm. come in and just being there on the sand at Pipeline when a big set came and just feeling the rumble mm, on the sand. Yeah. Just, yeah, that those waves there were just insane um uh yeah just i don't know something about hawaii it's just beautiful i'd love to explore more of it we did a um adventure travel we did a um a survey last year at the start of the oh, start of this year sorry yeah. about a year ago and um we got 150 responses just from some people that um from social media or whatever and we had one of the questions was your favorite travel destination on the planet and Hawaii and out of 150 people there were random people from all over the world yeah. Hawaii won in a landslide yeah right yeah by a mile why. crazy yeah volcanoes and that as well mm. Mm. Um, my second question is um, your dream destination so it can be anywhere again somewhere that you haven't been yeah um, love to go north and see the aurora borealis oh yeah that would be insane I see one. footage and photos of that thing oh. and just go. I just cannot imagine seeing that in, in yeah. real life. So I guess Iceland would probably be the best place to see that. And yeah, I think you can Iceland and Norway. I think probably. Yeah, because yeah. I mean it's it's going all year round. It's constantly there, but um, you know it's only the dark months that that you can see it. Yeah, because ah, in Iceland, yeah. you know, when it's the middle of summer, it's light all the time. Yeah, yeah. I never I never realized that was why. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. They say in Iceland, um, 
it's eight, it's visible eight months of the year. Yeah, right. Um, and you can even see it from Reykjavik, but if, it doesn't take you long to get outside of Reykjavik. Yeah, you can see, you can it, see in it in the wilderness where really you can see well. it. So yeah. that'd be insane to see that. I reckon mm, that's a good. Uh, it's a very good answer. Yeah. Um, my last question is: Do you have any books that you uh, like to recommend to people? They can be. Uh, they can be. Uh, Novel that can be a yeah. um, um, anything on the fantasy side of things. Probably Lord of the Rings is probably an all time favorite for me. Good, yeah, I read Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm a big Lord of the Rings. It's fan. insane. I mean, the the film. Oh, I loved the films as well. But if I go Same. back and watch the first one now, I'm just like, like it seems. It's a lot of it seems pretty silly to me. Mm. The first one, um, but the book I think will is timeless. Yeah, and will always be good. Yeah, yeah. I um. That was the first books I ever read, really. I had a shoulder reconstruction from playing football and I yeah. watched TV that much for that long that yeah. I, I'm like, I'm going to have to start reading. And I read mm. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But I've watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. at least... I haven't watched it in about eight years because I've watched it 40 times yeah, over, right. over, I yeah. reckon. I can't watch it anymore. Yeah, I think I did a lot back in the day as well. Yeah. Have you read um, A Song of Ice and Fire? Are you a Game of Thrones fan? Oh, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed the series. I haven't read anything though. You'd love the books. Yeah, love yeah, that's books. what people say. I know. Really, really. Well, if you're a Lord of the Rings books fan, yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones is epic. It's just written slightly differently too, because they have a they have a chapters written. Every chapter is written through a, a one person's point of view. Yeah, mm. so like Rob Stark. Oh, Rob Stark doesn't have any chapters actually. But say for example, yeah. Rob Stark. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Growing <laughs> um, up, I'm not reading it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, it'll have Luke. <laughs> no, it's gonna be the worst. It'll Luke Skywalker. I was about to say Luke Skywalker. Yeah, actually, guys, um, and uh... I um, Rob's his dad. They had, um, <laughs> they have, they have in italics the thoughts of the character. Mm. So it has the storyline, and then in italics it has the thoughts, which is an interesting way to like yeah, inside the head cool. of the character. I've never seen a book like that, but I'll have to get into it one day. Yeah, it's good. Um, that's it for me, Tommy. Mm. You're up. Uh, biggest role model as a kid or current person you look up to? Oh, as a kid. It was probably sports guys when I was a kid. Mm. Steve Silvani oh, from Carlton. Good. Very good. Sauce. Yeah. I was obsessed with sauce. sauce I love sauce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love sauce. I'm a Bombers fan. I love sauce. Big fan of the show, actually. So, oh. sauce if you're uh, listening, mate. Yeah. Good old, good old sausage. He came and... Um, love the sausage. Uh, I, got the, I won the longest kick competition in primary school. Oh, yeah. And he, pre- he came to school and presented me with a footy, a signed <laughs> footy. And I was just like, life, that's, that's, yeah. that's it you for Carlton me. Are you a Carlton fan? Yeah. He would have Steven Silvani. If he played full forward, he would have kicked a thousand goals. I know. Well, that, that's um, that's part of the reason why I love him. I mean, I mean, I loved him because his footy did the talking. It wasn't mm. one of those smart ass guys who gets mm. in people's ears. He just went ahead and, and did his job mm-hmm. and just got shit done. Mm. Yeah, he was and a gun. You know what? If the forwards are struggling, they go sauce jump in the mm. in the in the in yeah, the goal square. Keep quick fork, can you? Exactly, and he would just do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's so good. Um, just yeah, had so, a good team then. Sauce and um, you know I loved NBA growing up. That was a massive part of childhood. Sean Kemp, I just love Sean. Oh, the Kemp. Rain Man, the Rain Man. I mean, when I when I think about it now, like I think he had his fair share of issues with drugs and multiple wives and you know he had a love, love childs and things like that. But <laughs> if I shelve that and just look at his exciting basketball, oh, um, keep that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was sick. So yeah, those guys growing up, beautiful, yeah, cool. loved it. Uh, okay, so apart from spending time with the family, uh, what's something you like to do in your downtime, in your spare time? Oh, probably something I don't get as much time to do these days, and that's just get to the beach. Yep. Just get in the water, and mm-hmm. always love good ocean time. 
in amongst the waves and just such a good cleansing experience. Mm. And the salt water, so good for you. Even mm. in Melbourne? Oh, I usually try and get down to the surf coast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, or Warrnambool or... Um, but with the family, sometimes it's not always possible even just going down to the, one of the bay beaches. Yeah. Yep. Um, with the kids is good. But yeah, that... I still play a lot of sport, a lot of basketball and running. So any chance I can get to play ball or, you know, go get for out. a run is good. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Drumming. I mean, you know, I play in a band and doing music um, a lot, but that's still something I consider doing something in my spare time is going and playing. So you still do enjoy it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you mean like when I'm on the podcast, I just, I don't talk anywhere else. It's coming <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I literally become a mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. drumming will always, you know, whether I do it as a, a job or a hobby, it's I always play. You mm. know? Like it's just one of those things. Yep. Yeah. All right. And uh, finally, if you could invite uh, three people dead or alive to dinner, yeah. who would they be and why? Apart from your family. I mean, your family's um, already there. I mean, I'm... Unless you don't want I'm, a, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't listen to yeah. this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a sort of... I'm an aviation enthusiast as well. So, uh, Smithy, Charles Kingsford Smith, the old Australian aviator who came to fame by doing the first um, crossing, um, Atlantic crossing, sorry, Pacific crossing from the US to Australia. What um, did Amelia Earhart do? Uh... Amelia Earhart, what did she do? She was she have, that one? She may have done the first, um, been the fe- first female to fly cross-continent. Oh, she was the first female to do cross-continent. Hang on, you're putting me on the spot, so I could be yeah. wrong. Someone That's out, okay. Someone out there will... We've uh, offended a thousand people on yeah, this show, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> yeah, what did she do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I believe she was a juggler in <laughs> yes. the circus of the 1940s. That's I mean, I right. could be wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Um, she did something amazing. Yeah. I think it was something like that, but yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's back there, 1928, he's, he's flying across, you know, with a handful of blokes in a <sighs> yeah. propeller plane. Mm. It's insane. You know... Jumping across the Pacific, I'm like, just imagine the stories he would have at, at a mm. dinner conversation. Sydney Airport's named after the, that fellow, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, um, mm. oh, who's someone else? Like David Attenborough. Yeah, Ooh, that'd, that'd be, be amazing. That'd be we insane. haven't had David Attenborough, I don't think. No. That's, that's a good a great one. one. Yeah, yeah. Just, but just hearing him talk, it's... it's yeah, just, just get him to narrate the dinner. Oh. Absolutely. You just want to sit and listen. <laughs> and right oh. now, Will seems to yes. be going through his steak yes. with a fine yeah. lead and a fine swipe yeah. of his fork. <laughs> Such a rare combination of steak and salmon at once. <laughs> coming together. <laughs> the peas in their natural environment. Yes. <laughs> Tom, about to go to the toilet. Would you just fuck off that? Yes. <laughs> Sitting down and about to get the toilet. I told you before. <laughs> He's such a soothing voice. And then, oh, I, I mean, just to completely have the shit hit the fan, probably like Ricky Gervais, just to like. Oh, oh. yes. That's a great. We're, we're big uh, Ricky Gervais fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love him. I mean, all three of those guys, I mean, you just, you'd want to sit back and just let them go. Yeah. That's a good dinner. You, you can probably, I don't know about. I don't I'll know you, Charles that well, but um, yeah. the other two are. That's as good as you can get. I'll let you throw in Carl Pilkington on the side there. <laughs> yeah, so there's always bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Carl can cook, and we'll just give him heaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Merchant. Maybe just get oh, those three. So good. Just to do their, you know, one of their live podcasts. They are podcasts the best. while you yeah. sit there, you know, eating the original best ever podcast. Eating hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah even hamburgers. Drinking German beer. Yeah. <laughs> you think hamburg? <laughs> oh, right. Well, um, that was good, Will. Where can uh, people find you? Um, anything you want to plug? Social medias? I'm not really interested in plugging anything. Um, you know, 
yeah, the cat empires on social media. It's hard. You can't escape. I think you've got to be on there to keep up these mm. days. Mm. Necessary <laughs> um, evil. But yeah, you know, we're doing some shows over. We're doing some shows over summer. Actually, it's probably a good thing to plug. So I take back what I just said before. <laughs> February, we're doing these shows um, with Xavier Rudd and um, a couple of um, other bands, and sort of sort of an outdoor experience, good fa- um, family friendly experience. So afternoon into the early evening so we're doing some shows around Australia beautiful cool. I think the closest one in Melbourne is going to be in Ballarat so mm-hmm. they're all in Feb so all that's right. coming up and yeah I don't know just enjoy summer yeah that's a good one <laughs> good one to plug yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. the weather plugging summer yeah, I'm lo- find the weather on social media mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it yeah <laughs> oh it's going to be great that's great Excellent. thanks for coming on the show Will thanks guys yep cool pleasure that's a wrap Alrighty, so I always say alrighty. <laughs> yeah, say alrighty. <laughs> I need to get out of that. We can habit. get this in, but you can start it off again if you want. Yeah, all right. So I'm going to start that again. Oakley, dokely, guys. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, if you enjoy the show and you're a first time listener, please go ahead and subscribe. Um, if you are a multiple time listener, Long please time caller. hit the uh, hit the rate and review for us. Mm. It really helps us climb the charts. It's super important to us going forward as a podcast. And then it will help us uh, make more of a full-time gig out of this, bring you all the best interviews for uh, many a day. So please help us out there. Yeah, and when we were getting pumped on the uh, on iTunes, I think we stayed in the not- new and noteworthy like top twenty for like five months. Uh, we're still in the new and noteworthy. Are we still top in the new, 20, new, 10 new months in, yeah. ten months in. Yeah, yeah. Of. You're supposed to. I think you're supposed to last two months in there. But yeah. uh, we've lasted a while. We're definitely not new, but they must think that we're extra noteworthy. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're definitely not premature. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no so. thirty seconds over here, pal. <laughs> Um, Tommy, do you want to do the rest of the outro? Yeah, I'd love to. So, guys, head to Audible, www.audible.com forward slash ADVF. You'll get one free book when you sign up. Uh, it's a really great service, guys. Head to there like we spoke about. Uh, head to carve, www.carve.ph. When you sign up, you will get 10 free hours on any project, service, or startup that helps you get to where you need to be. And finally, guys, as always, head to Adventure Fit Travel, www.adventurefittravel.com and join the mailing list as well. And the show notes. And the show notes. Did I speak of the show notes? No. Nah. didn't speak of the show notes. <laughs> guys, when you uh, go to www.travel.com, head to- Travel.com. Travel.com. Fucking hell, man. God, it's all happening. Hopefully everyone's switched off by oh, this stage. Yeah. www.adventurefittravel.com. <laughs> Head to the show notes page by clicking on radio and then episodes down the bottom. It will be there. All the stuff we talk about is linked up in the time we spoke about and uh, all, your, all your needs. Alrighty. Until next week. Uh, I'm Tom and uh, this is Pete Bill and uh, yeah, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs>